The following message is from King's Church 1066, based in Hastings, Bexhill and the surrounding area. For more information, head to our website, kings1066.org. So, um, my name's John, I run Hastings Food Bank and I'm uh, a pastor at the church. Um, I started life at St. Leonard's Baptist down um, in Warrior Square and Basically, as God started to move amongst his church in greater ways, my parents felt drawn to the oddest bunch of people. They were. They were like uh, slightly more hippie than Christian at the time. They were. But they were reading their Bibles and saying, there's something about the church beyond some of the restrictive structure that has developed over years. There's something in the Bible about being the people of God. And one of the main things was where the Holy Spirit can have greater freedom. Where we don't say, just come and bless what we've planned and our structure. But there's an ability to respond in the moment. A bit like, I suppose, you go sailing. You, know, you don't give up plans and structure. That would be foolish. You just end up drowned. You know where you're going. You've got your charts. But then as the wind blows across the water, you're like, where's the wind blowing in this specific time? And you see it moving on, on the surface of the water. And you, you go over and, like, whoa, suddenly you pick up a bit. Suddenly, rather than just us trying to do church, you get an energy. And you think, oh, something, there's a power that's come that's beyond us. And so, I, don't, I can't remember how many people were there, but they met in a basement flat. And through that obedience, there's now a congregation in Bex Hill. There's a congregation here. We've sent people to other nations. There's a whole movement of churches called Christ Central, where the couple that lead that came from this church. And we do food bank, restore. There's all these projects. And it came out of opening the Bible and saying, we really respect what others are doing. We really learn from them, but we want to do things according to what's in here as much as we can. And so, um, yeah, I just thought it's helpful to realise we're so grateful and thankful for what's gone before and people's decisions and the cost it was uh, to put the foundations in for what we enjoy now. And I'm talking on Thanksgiving, so um, that's, I'm really grateful for that as we were worshipping this morning. Um, I'd just like Al to come up. Al's my um, wife, my running partner, and slightly my boss at work because she runs. She's the um, office manager. And when she got when she got her job, people said unintended consequences. John, you sign in and out a lot more regularly than you used to. <laughs> but um, yeah. For a minute, I thought John had forgotten where I was. Al's my <laughs> wife, John, wife. Um, yesterday, our, um, we took our dog for a walk. And when we got home, throughout the afternoon, I kept looking at her and she was sort of mouthing. There was something wrong. And we had a look and we couldn't see what it um, was. And then um, later on, Hud and I were looking at her again and we kind of pinned her, which she really didn't appreciate. And um, that pull back her lips and look. And she'd got bits of bark stuck and they were through her teeth and going into her gums and um, we did some dental surgery um, and she went from being pinned and restrained and really not enjoying that process and it didn't take very long to 
obviously no pain, and her tail went from steel to wagging like the clappers. And um, I just, basically, I was thinking, we, I know what John's talking on this morning, and sometimes we have things in our lives that are a bit sore, things in our hearts that are a bit sore, and we don't actually want anyone to come near them, and we would rather protect them. And sometimes, over years, it's all very understandable, they develop a bit of a callus, and they become a bit hard, and it doesn't actually do us any good. And um, obviously, with our dog, we wanted the best for her. And we didn't want her to suffer. And we did it super quick. And just had a real sense of faith that God wants the best for you. And he doesn't want you to suffer. And um, the thing with the gospel is it's not just a ticket to heaven. It's fullness of life now. And sometimes we restrict what God wants to do, but he wants to bring utter freedom. So just had a real sense, some of you will already start to be feeling a bit uncomfortable because you know you've got some calluses and you are quite happy with them because they protect you from hurt. Just want to say, you don't need protection from God. He is your safest place. You are safe to bring all of who you are to God. He will only ever do you good. Yeah, Father, thank you for the fullness of the gospel. Thank you. You give us life to the max. Thank you that you are safe. Thank you that you are more good than we can possibly get our heads around. Thank you that you are tender. Thank you that you are patient. Thank you that, that there is no shadow of turning or change in you. You are steadfast and our rock. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would have your way with us. Lord, I pray for those that are feeling a bit antsy and a bit, don't come near this, it hurts. Holy Spirit, I pray in your mercy and kindness, would you draw faith to, to start bubbling up that you, God, are safe. You are safe. Come and have your way, Jesus. Amen. It'll become relevant and people understand why we're praying that at the start as we go through. Okay, God, help me to communicate well, be your loving servant, and serve these dear folks so well. Man, you are blurred when my glasses are down, but I need them to read. Um, so, Thanksgiving. Brief recap, because Paul touched on this when he had started this series on um, nutrients, which is stuff that we as human beings, but also as Christians, need to be flowing and growing in our lives if we're to flourish and be all the blessing we're supposed to be. Paul said, when you're looking at these four, and he had up on the screen grace, which is the favour of God on us that we don't deserve, faith, without which it's impossible to please God, forgiveness, which is so big, and that's what we're coming to next week. And then he said thanksgiving. And I was thinking, Really? If I said to you, what, you know, what's the key thing about Christians? You know, got a, we, we, the grace of God, faith, thanksgiving. Do you, do you name that first or in the top four when people ask you about being a Christian? Well, that's what I was thinking. And then Paul nailed me because he said, you might think, why is thanksgiving up there? It's not that important, is it? I mean, that's what Americans do, don't they? Thankful for everything all the time. I mean, we're Brits, aren't we? Just have some decorum, man. Well, he went on to say this. 
Thanksgiving is good for us, it's good for others, and it's good to go. What he meant by that is, this slide two comes up. Thank you. Thanksgiving is incredibly powerful. It fights bitterness, moaning, and ungratefulness. It keeps our hearts open to God. It helps faith grow and is the foundation of rejoicing in God. Being thankful is like an antiseptic for so many of the ills of life. Thanksgiving is a simple thing, but it is incredibly powerful when it becomes a habit in our lives. That got my attention. It's good for us. It's good for us. But in the introduction, Paul also said, basically, it's good for others. So the next, oh, then the next slide three is, what, and I please hear this, God, open our hearts and our minds to this. What message would it send to a struggling world if our mouths were full of thanksgiving? If what came out of us was a thankful heart expressed in what we say rather than moaning, grumbling and complaining. I, honestly, I run a food bank. There is a lot coming our way for moaning, grumbling and complaining. There's a whole lot coming our way. I'm not fearful, it's just a fact. What message is it going to send to the world if we don't, not naive, don't bury our heads in our sands, but we are grateful for our government, whether we vote for them or not. If we're grateful for, I don't know, other people, if we go around being grateful in the difficult times, I'll tell you what, you'll stand out, not like a sore thumb, you'll stand out like love and light and life. And the final thing, Paul basically said, is it's good to go. Because he said, we thank God in the everyday, and boy, do we thank God for Jesus and salvation. Amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. I'm in. I'm saved. I'm chosen. I mean, you could just have a smorgasbord of thanks on that, couldn't you? But we also thank God in the everyday. And this is, and he finished with a scripture in his introduction. He says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I've become a Christian and I'm praying and searching for God's will in my life. It's really easy. Give thanks in all circumstances, done. All the rest is the cherry on the cake. You know, I don't know, what relationships will I be in? What job will I do? Listen, just wake up in the morning, open your Bible and give thanks to God. And something will happen in your life where you will find yourself walking in the will of God as you go through your life. It is the foundation for everything else. Being thankful is good for us. It's good for others. And it's good to go. Because you haven't got to go to college. Oh, I really need to study the word thankfulness in order. I need a degree in this. I wonder how this works. I need to take it apart and put it back together. No, you don't. It's good to go. You just be thankful. Thankful when I am thankful. Thankful when it hurts. Just be thankful. In summary of the introduction, thanksgiving is one of the signs of healthy whole people. It's one of the signs of healthy whole people. Maturity. You start to realise, you know, I've relied on so much from so many. I'm thankful. I didn't choose where I was born. I didn't give myself the gifts, skills and talents I've got, the brain I've got. I didn't do any of that. It was given to me at the start. I'm just thankful. 
There's not much I do that has any importance that others aren't part of. I'm a teacher. Yeah, well, you didn't build the school, did you? You know? It's like there's not much you actually do. We do on our own. We're not islands. It's a sign of healthy whole people, and it's certainly a sign of the people of God. One of the marks of the people of God is joy based in thankfulness. It's one of the marks of the people of God. So, although I said we don't need a degree to understand it, I am going to talk about what it is. So, it's a verb. We know that, don't we? Thanksgiving, the I-N-G word, it's a verb, which means it's a state of being or doing. You can't say, you can't sit there doing nothing and say, oh, no, I was thankful. <laughs> you, it's, 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 it's an action. It's a doing word. It's something like thankfulness. I'm all in on thankfulness. It's going to affect my how I feel, how I think, my body, my action. It's a verb. It's about giving because it's an, it's an ing word, isn't it? It's a verb. Give. It's about giving. It's not for us. It's not, although we get healthy, it's not for us. Thanksgiving is about giving to others, okay? So imagine we all decide, okay, I agree with what the Bible says and how John explained it. I'm going to choose to give away thanks all day long. Imagine how many people you bless in the day. Imagine how many people you bless in the day. Do you know, I've worked in a lot of big organisations and stuff, and it's fascinating, the people, like when I was in schools, the people would come in and they would find the caretaker, the cook, um, and the cleaners, and thank them. And others would come in and just take them, I don't know if they realised, but because they were not, they might have been thankful, but because there was no action, it just felt like they were taking them for granted, all the work they did. It's an action. It's about giving. And that thanks, I was looking around that word, gratis, gratitude, it talks about it being a quality of being thankful. Do you know, if you want to be a quality person, like a bit, yeah, he's quality, she's quality, be thankful. It's, it's a quality. It, will, it adds quality to your life. You know, when you're around someone, and I'm quite moany at times, and I remember sometimes I talk to someone and I just come across as a bit moany and I walk away and I think, that wasn't quality. I get annoyed with myself. I think, I didn't even like myself when I was doing that. When I'm grateful to people and I'm just giving them encouragement, I walk away and I think, I really like myself. It's funny, isn't it? It's true. The gift of encouragement is probably one of the most powerful gifts you can have. And you can start by just going around thanking people. And, I, and this is something that <laughs> irritates me. Great. See, I'm not a thankful person. Have you ever noticed people say, when you did that, that was not good. And, you did, and they're specific and they nail you. And they say, but you are nice. And, and sometimes thankfulness is so vague and ethereal. It doesn't land. It's like, Sam, I really like it when you do that. Roz, I'm thankful for when you said that. Just a practical tip is make thanks specific and it lands. And actually, it can start to change someone's life. And I just think that's where we can start to add some skill is make thanks specific. I'm just going to move this because that's all right. Um, okay. 
Why, why is it healthy? A Harvard study, medical study, in August 2021, I just Googled it in and um, said, look, any studies on Thanksgiving? It said, giving thanks makes you happier. It said, gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what someone receives, whether it's actually tangible or not. So I like it sometimes when someone just turns up. They haven't even done anything yet. I'm just so glad they're there. I'm thankful. I might not say it. I might just be sitting with them. Um, so it could be tangible or intangible. In the research, they found gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with happier people. They have more positive emotions. They relish and enjoy good experiences more. They are, their physical and emotional health was better. It helped them deal with adversity better, and they had stronger relationships. So if you want any of the, the above, just train yourself to be thankful. Go after it. It's not fake to, to train yourself. It's not fake. You think, I want that. I remember Ronaldo, who um, was arguably, whether you're Messi or Ronaldo, the, the greatest footballer of our generation because he had so much latent talent. And he was at the training ground at Manchester, and there was a little hill at the side, and he would go behind the hill so no one could see him and practice his new skill for hours and hours until it was ready, and then he'd bring it out in the training, and then he'd do it on the pitch. You can practice thankfulness behind the hill at home. You know, you can actually spend time saying, Actually, God, I was thankful today for this person. I was thankful I didn't say that and I did do this. You can practice. You can do it in the secret place. You can then do it with your friends. And then you can do what I do, which is sometimes I'm out and I just say, <laughs> I talk to everyone all the time and I'm assured many of the people that don't even want me to talk to them because I just want to them to know that they're seen and they're appreciated and I don't know, the hat they're wearing or the way they treated someone. I just love spreading thankfulness. So it makes you a healthier whole person. What I found hilarious was not if you're a teenager. If you're a teenager and you're thankful, apparently it doesn't do much to you. It just makes everybody else happy. It's true. In the study, they found teenagers are still developing emotionally. It's probably younger teenagers. So they can say thank, thank you, but they, they don't quite get it just everyone else is blessed. So it's great. So teenagers, if you say thankful to someone, even if it doesn't register, you make their day. You got the power. Um, I just found that funny. We grow, develop, and we feel better, and we actually become better when we are thankful. It draws us to the positives, and it draws us to people. It takes our eyes off of ourself. Someone said, being humble is not thinking less of yourself. The Bible does the opposite. It says you're amazing. Being humble is just thinking about yourself less. It's going into a room of people rather than worrying, will anyone talk to me? Saying, who can I talk to? Who can I bless? Actually, being humble is probably thinking more of yourself. God made me to be a blessing. That's what the Bible says. I'm unique on planet Earth. I have a role to play. That's what humility is. Hmm. Being thankful gives us a more accurate picture of how the world truly is. I would not 
be, what I am, where I am and who I am without so much else. And being thankful makes you aware of what you receive, what you've got, and it just, it's a more accurate view of the world. It also, finally, I think creates an environment of trust. I think it creates an environment of trust. If someone knows I'm really grateful for them, I can then speak into their lives and say, but I don't like that. Well, I know you like me. I know you love me. I know you're thankful for me. So it creates an environment of trust. And we're supposed to speak into each other's lives. Without you guys speaking into my life and me speaking into your life, you won't be as good as you should be in God. You won't. It's one of the ways God's grace comes to us. Well, if we want to get good at that, just start being thankful for people. Whose life should you be speaking into? Probably people you're thankful for. If you're not thankful for someone, you probably should be quiet. It's just the way it works. It builds an atmosphere of trust. So, I could stop there, couldn't I? Except there's a problem, and here's the problem. So, we don't have to wait for strawberries. That's the problem. We don't have to wait for strawberries. Basically, the more spoiled people become, often the less thankful they are. It's a really weird thing. The more stuff you've got, how much is enough? Just a little bit more than I've got. And I don't mean to be mean about our culture. There's so much that's good. I love being English, British, European. I love it. But we have more when we want it than ever before. I don't have to wait for next season and suddenly the smell of strawberries is in the air. I think, oh man, I'm, gonna have, I'm so grateful for strawberries. I'm so grateful for this time of year. I mean, we don't have to wait. I can have them when I want. So if I go there, they're not there. Why aren't there strawberries? That's what happens. We have more than any society ever in history. And it turns out that doesn't make us more thankful. It doesn't. And I don't, we don't get down about that. We're just aware of it. Because what we, what's the answer to that? The answer is a kingdom culture, a, a godly culture, not a British culture. Because the stuff that's in our culture that's fantastic and celebrate, the stuff that's just, you can take it or leave it, and the stuff that's unhelpful. And having loads of stuff whenever you want it is not good for you and me. So we just need to be aware of that. So the first thing that stops uh, us being thankful is we are a little bit spoiled. The second thing is, and this is not unique to us, but it is a problem for Brits, is a cynical, critical nature. It just kills off gratitude, man. It strangles it. It's like, it's like it attacks it. It leaves no space and room for gratitude to grow. And there is an element, it's an, only an element, but there is an element of our culture which is like anti-American, isn't it? Americans are those dogs that come in and go, <laughs> and run about. So I'm being a bit of a caricature. We're like the cat. Silly creature. I'm fighting. Yeah, there's an element of that, that we're a bit more like cats than dogs. And I think we need to learn from other cultures and celebrate a bit more and not be held back. And if you people, I, I'll be the naive, silly one, I don't mind, because it's for Jesus. I don't mind. We need a bit more. So I was really appreciative of the songs and the band this morning. Do you know, people think I'm really confident how we're going. Every time I dance in church, it <laughs> kills me. Because I can't dance for toffee, but I make myself do it, and then my heart follows. 
because I don't want to be restricted from worshipping and loving my God. And what happens when you do that in here, you find when you go out and meet people, you won't be restricted from blessing them. If you are restricted from worshipping God in here, I bet you you're restricted from blessing God out there, blessing people out there. They go hand in hand. You can't be locked up in one place and think I'll be free there. You have to be free to be yourself. That's part of the reason we do this. So there's cultural stuff that holds us back. And we just need to be aware and deal with that. But here's the thing that really I wanted to talk about this morning. There is damage. Damage and disappointment from the past. And that's what we're talking about at the start and praying. Damage, it's slide seven. I was skipping through. Damage is a harm that impairs the normal function of something. If I damage you enough, people will do stuff and the normal function of thankfulness... Nope, not giving you nothing. Not making myself vulnerable again. Not opening up to you because you hurt me. Because this hurt me. Because life hurt me. And you know what? Often damage is done to us by people that love us most, either deliberately or supposed to love us most, either deliberately or unintentionally. And what that can do is your heart goes, and thankfulness just starts to, like my dog, I'm not opening my mouth for no one. You've got something in there. Nope, it's painful. You're not going near it. And in community, in community, we held the dog, had to, the mouth open and I was very careful and just poof, and it came straight out and when we were praying this morning in the prayer meeting I had a picture of a knee brace um, and and Lucy from the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and it's like people have been damaged through life and they've got a knee brace on you're like I can't take that off because it will go it won't be able to and the image was of blood flowing and bringing healing to a long damaged place so you can take the knee brace off. Because with the knee brace, it sort of protects you from other people, doesn't it? And the other image was Lucy of the line, the witch in the wardrobe. And she had this healing oil at the end. And it's been a real battle. You know, people, some of them are dead even. It's a real battle. There's real scars. And she's given this thing from the king. <laughs> and it's fascinating. The king says, don't use too much. They just need a drop. They just need a drop from me. And go around and make sure everyone gets some. And I think there's people, maybe 30 years, maybe you were hurt by family, friends, maybe you were hurt in church life. You know, I've been hurt in church life. And maybe you're like, it's me and God now. And I come along, but it's me and God. And, you, and you're not getting to it. I gave myself to church once. Not anymore. I gave financially. I gave not anymore. And I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry about that. That you were damaged, I was damaged. It hurts, doesn't it? But the sense I've got is God recommissioning you. Perhaps you think, my days are done. I come along, but I'm not going to give myself like I did before. God is not calling you to a naivety to be hurt like you were before because you're wiser now. God is, I think, saying... In this season to come, in this nutrient series, preparing for what's to come, preparing for the next stage of this church, he's just saying form rank again. He's coming along and just saying, come on, form rank. Let me take that out. You come and stand alongside your brothers and sisters again. 
wholeheartedly. Not naively. I want to take that thing out and then line up again. It's time for some of us to think, what that will lead to, I think, is sacrificial giving. What that will lead to is making yourself vulnerable with people. And this is the reason why I love it when people can speak into your life. We're in the prayer meeting this morning, and I had that thing about the vial of healing oil. And Clara Crazy came up to me and says, God says you've not got it yet. <laughs> and I love it because I, I know she's thankful for me. She said, the point of the picture is God's going to actually give you a vial. You're going to be healed, and then you're going to go around healing others. If we don't deal with these hurts, what happens is the blessing that you are to us is restricted. If I put a knee brace on, it doesn't just restrict the knee because I'm always aware of it. It just restricts the blessing you are. And this is what I felt to say. God loves you. If you've been damaged, God loves you and we do too, but that's not as important. God loves you and we need you. In what's coming this next season, God loves you and we need you. We can't do this on our own. Givers, encouragers, prayers, gatherers, we need you. We need you. It's, church is not going to be a thing we attach to our lives with what's coming. We've got to stand up. We are a family, but like an army. Because the world needs us like never before. And we need you. So I'm asking, I'm asking as one hurt person, we got really hurt, really hurt doing the church plant. Really hurt. In fact, we went away for two days this week. And I had to deal with some stuff when I was there. But you know what? I want to say to you, I'm all in again. Okay? I'm all in again, and I might get hurt. I'm not going to be unwise, but I'm all in again. Would you be all in again, please? Would you be all in again, because we need you? To finish with, to finish with, slide 10, Ephesians 5. This is what it says. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. And I really struggle with this. Is the world good or not? Well, look, there's loads of great stuff out there, and there's lots of blessing of God out there and stuff to be enjoyed, and we're supposed to enjoy life. But without the church, the days are evil. Without God, the days are evil. That's what happens. Look at the news. So what do we do? You skip down, it, skip down a bit. It says, be filled with the Spirit. What was it all about this morning, the reading? Be filled with the Spirit. And here's the horizontal, healing horizontally, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Not protecting yourself, speaking to another. Let me give you something into your life, and you speak into my life. And then singing and making music from our heart to the Lord. Is the healing you need horizontal? Just open up to others? Or is there just some damage between you and God where there needs to be a new song in your life? And basically, if that's you, if that's resonated, you think, yeah, I think that was me. And actually, I think God is starting to speak to me. Ephesians chapter 1. Spend some time in Ephesians chapter 1. This is what Ephesians says. The next slide 11. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is what it's all about this morning, who has blessed us, his church, in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And this is what it basically says. You are blessed. You are chosen. You are loved. You are rescued. You are adopted. You are forgiven. You are filled, and I love this one, and you are secure. That's what it says. I'll read it again, okay? So let's take a moment. If you know I've had past damage from whatever, re- or I've recent damage, let me just read this over you. Ephesians chapter 1 says, because of, in God's eyes, because of what God's done, you are blessed, you are chosen, You are loved, you are rescued, you have been adopted, you have been forgiven, you have been filled and given his spirit, and you are secure until he comes back to take his inheritance. What a God we serve. 